When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, everyone. Recently, we released a bonus episode, Coping During COVID-19, How to Stay Happier and Calmer in Difficult Times. In that bonus episode, we explained that because of plans we'd made in calmer times, to go away on spring break with our families, we'd recorded a few episodes in advance. So we recorded the following episode before the COVID-19 situation had really taken hold. We're going to go ahead and release these episodes because we've heard from so many people that they like having a respite from COVID-19 and it's a relief to think about other things, but we wanted you to have that context. In the bonus episode, we do talk about COVID-19, and we will talk about it in the future. But not in this episode. We hope it makes you happier to think about other things for a little while. Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we explore solutions and hacks for creating more happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. This week, we'll talk about why you might limit yourself to one option, and we'll talk to Chris Gillibo about his terrific new book, The Money Tree. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I want to wish you an early happy sibling day which is coming up in two days. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and happy sibling day to you too, Gretch. <laughs> I'm very happy that you are my sibling. 
<laughs> Everyone should have an older sister like Gretchen. Aww, you're the best sister in the world. My sister, the sage. We want to remind everybody, we are planning our exciting, very special episode 270, which is going to be packed with advice for graduates. So send us your advice, the best advice you ever got, the worst advice you ever got, the advice you wish you could give your younger self, any advice for graduates, we're going to do a giant roundup. Let us know online, on social media, anywhere you want to reach us. We want to hear what you have to say. Yes. Can't wait to hear from everybody. I'm sure it's advice that I could use now and I'm not a recent (laughs) graduate. And I'm sure I'll take much of it to heart. But this is the thing I've noticed about good advice is it's universally applicable. Yes. I will I yes. I gobble up any advice for anyone in any situation. I always find that yes. it, it applies to me. And speaking of advice, Elizabeth, this week our tried this at home tip is to limit yourself to one option. This is interesting. It was suggested by a listener. You missed their name, but thank you, listener, for yeah. for this idea. Um, and we were intrigued because, of course, it 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 seems counterintuitive. Yes, because, you know, we always think that we want to have a lot of options and we want to consider our options. And we've talked before about satisficers and maximizers. I'll post a link to that discussion in the show notes. But this listener, and again, I'm sorry, listener, that I, I forgot to copy your name, proposed, limit yourself to one option. Find a default choice, something broad, and don't go beyond it. This is especially good for questioners. I'm going to choose the best from this one big box store, this one grocery store, this department store, this brand. Yeah, it makes sense. If you give yourself sort of like a big box store, you can find almost anything. Like if you need a television set, for instance, there's going to be a selection at that store. No need to like keep going store to store to store. Right. Well, and she, she or he mentioned that this is good for questioners because, of course, questioners can sometimes fall into analysis paralysis. And this is when their desire for the, the best um, solution or to have perfect information can get in their way of them making a decision. And I think, Alyssa, this is one of the nice things about Kansas City. Like, if you were going to buy a white shirt in Kansas City when we were growing up, there just weren't that many places. Even if you looked at every right. option, there weren't that many options. But now you live in L.A. and I live in New York you could spend your whole life doing that. And for questioners who have analysis paralysis, something like I need to buy tea towels could go from being a pretty simple errand into being something that becomes quite onerous. Yeah. Now, Gertrude, I have to say, if you applied this to Christmas shopping, um, you could save a lot of time. If you're like, I'm going to buy everything I need at Bloomingdale's, that would save quite a bit of time. But don't you think, I think in that case, you sort of run the risk that you're just buying people that are like just kind of filler. It just screams, this is the best thing I could find um, without making a special (laughs) errand for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is like everything that came from the hardware store around the corner. (laughs) There There is some truth to what you're saying. But, you know, if you're really pressed, at least you could, like, start there. Well, and then there are places where there there are certain places, like, speaking of gift gift guiding, like, if you go to the MoMA gift shop um, or the Met, uh, the Metropolitan Muse- Museum mm. gift shop or even online, they have amazing selections of all kinds of things. So maybe you would say, I'm only going to buy things here because they are, you know, by their nature, very gifty. Because another thing that this solves is decision fatigue, which is you can really wear yourself out just choosing, you know, making decisions. And then, of course, there's the guilt about not being thorough enough. 
Whereas if you're going to one place, you're like, well, I'm going to look at every hand mixer they have and pick the one that I want. And that's just that's just going to be good enough. Gretchen, I've actually incorporated this into my life without even realizing that that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. On Happier in Hollywood, episode 127, I talked about how I picked a signature designer for mm, myself, yeah. which is Veronica Beard. And what I, I so I look at Veronica Beard first and I'm always like scouring the internet for Veronica Beard sales. So that's just like, I look at Veronica Beard and that's my thing. In so addition if, so to if you that, need something, you're like, my default is that I will go to Veronica Beard and see if I can find it there. And if I can yes. find it there, I, mo- I, don't, I don't continue my search for a black exactly. turtleneck or whatever it might be. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Another thing I've done in addition to the Veronica Beard, because... So I know Equipment makes really nice shirts, this brand called Equipment. And um, I know that I'm a medium in their slim shirt. Okay, Mm -hmm. I know that's a shirt that works for me. Mm -hmm. I also know that Nordstrom Rack often has those shirts on sale for deeply discounted prices. Okay, Mm. like 70% off. Ooh, nice. So what I do is I just check Nordstrom Rack to see if they have any equipment shirts that I like on sale Mm. for a deep discount. And then if they do, I might get one. And if they don't, that's it. I stop looking. So it's just, I have a very limited, like, place to go. and And it just has made everything so much easier. Because you know that it works for you and you don't go, you don't stray beyond that. You have your default option. It's like, I find, I find what I need within this default or else I just wait and see next time if I do, if yes. I find what I want. Yeah. Yes. Um, Most of the time, obviously this isn't a hundred percent, right? but it's kind of my default. It's worth noting that some people enjoy the process. Some people enjoy looking like, I think our mother is someone who often really enjoys sort of educating her eye and her sense of like what's out there and finds it interesting. And if that's you, then you don't need to do this. Um, and, you know, it's fun even for, for people like you and me, sometimes it's fun to look around. But for things where it's exhausting and it's not fun and it doesn't really matter anyway because you're just going to get tea towels that are basically more Mm -hmm. or less exactly like every other tea towel out there, this is a great solution. And I'm reminded of one of my secrets of adulthood, you know, because I write aphorisms and secrets of adulthood. One of my secrets of adulthood is most decisions don't require extensive research. Mm. And this is a way to get out of making extensive research is to discipline yourself not to make extensive research when it doesn't serve you well. So thank you, listener, for this. <laughs> Try this at yes, home. Yes, gold Limit star to you, whatever your option. name may be. <laughs> yes. Let us know if you do try this at home and how limiting yourself to one option works for you. And if you found a great default option that you think might be useful for other people, let us know. Um, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode, happiercast.com slash 268. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack that will help you do the things you want to do. But first, this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. 
And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now, Elizabeth, it's time for a happiness hack. And this one is a terrific hack that comes from our listener, Betsy. Yes. Betsy says, as an obliger, I find it hard to keep up with all the daily habits that I know would make me feel better, but are hard to find outside accountability for. For me, that includes yoga, meditation, walking the dog, etc. A few months ago for medication, I started using a weekly pill dispenser with great success. As an obliger, I found the little box was an outside form of accountability because I could look back over the week and see how well I had done. It occurred to me one day that I could try this for other forms of self-care as well. I got another box with morning and evening slots and selected beads of different colors to represent the pills, purple for yoga, blue for meditation, etc. Each time I do a thing, I move the bead from the morning to the evening box. Oh my goodness, it's been transformative. It's funny, but it really gives me a boost to move those beads. It's like a little pat on the back. It motivates me to do these things when I don't feel like it. At the end of the week, I can pat myself on the back for all of the self-care I accomplished, and as I reset the beads for the next week, I thank myself for each thing I did. It's really giving me a boost, and for the first time ever, I'm actually getting these things done. Well, this is— What an amazing idea. Yes, she and she included a, um, a picture, so if you can't quite visualize what she's talking about, I'll post a picture of it because it made it much clearer to me. I think that this is sort of accountability to the future self. It's a gold star chart. It's don't break the chain. Tadalist. It's Tadalist. It's it's a form of outer accountability. And, you know, obligers, like, they're very different in what they find to be helpful for accountability. And this is a great example of someone who said, I can learn from this accountability of the pill dispenser working well for me in one way. And then because I've learned that about myself, I'm going to extend it into another area 
and also have great success. So I think this shows great self-knowledge. And I'm always looking for accountability measures that um, obligers can use. This would be great for an introverted obliger because a lot of obligers say to me, mm. I don't want to go to a class. I don't want to work out with mm -hmm. a trainer. I don't want to join a book group because I I already want, I need more time to myself than <laughs> I get already. This is great. So I just thought this, it's elegant, it's simple. It's, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's it's physical. I think there is something about having a physical thing that actually moves, something that you can visualize and move. That I, I just think this is this is just um, a brilliant, elegant solution to to something yeah. that's really important for happiness. She's getting herself to do all these things successfully when it's been a challenge in the past. So, Betsy, thank you, Betsy. Gold star, excellent hack. And now we're going to talk to Chris Gillibo. We are huge fans of the brilliant Chris Gillibo. His fantastic daily podcast, Side Hustle School, is part of the Onward Project. It's about how to make your life better. Um, he was a guest. Elizabeth, remember, one of our very first live shows, um, we were very yes. comforted to have Chris there because, um, like, as a friend, to be our interview guest. Um, and we've had him on this podcast several times. Yes, and he's been on Happier in Hollywood. Yes, Chris is the best-selling author of many books, such as Side Hustle, From Idea to Income in 27 Days, The $100 Startup, 100 Side Hustles, The Happiness of Pursuit, all about how to create the work life you want while also giving yourself financial freedom and security. And now he's written a book that's also about creating the work life you want, but he did it through fiction, which was very interesting. He wrote a novel called The Money Tree, a story about finding the fortune in your own backyard. And so instead of writing nonfiction, as he's always done before, Chris uses a compelling story with captivating characters to share his core insight, which is that we are never at the mercy of fortune as long as we have an appetite for hard work and a willingness to step outside our comfort zone. It's the story of Jake, what he tries, how he fails, and how he succeeds in discovering the untapped skills he needs to take control of his finances and his life. The book explores many issues that are of great importance to many people as they try to make their lives happier. So we, of course, wanted to talk to Chris all about it. Hey, Chris. Welcome. You're coming to us from Nashville. That's correct. Nashville, Tennessee. Always good to be back on the show. Yes. Chris, you talk to people every day about how to be happier, healthier, more productive, um, especially in their work lives. Mm -hmm. So why? Usually you obviously write nonfiction. Why did mm -hmm. you decide to use fiction to help people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, this was a really fun project for me. It's quite different, as you said. Um, you know, the book's called The Money Tree. It's a story about finding the fortune in your own backyard. And I essentially wanted to tell the story uh, of an ordinary person out there who is experiencing some struggles, maybe going through some uncertainty, just like a lot of folks are now. But in this case, um, it's a guy who has a good job and he's a hard worker, but that's not enough. And he's experiencing like this financial pressure that affects all other parts of his life. And he's got these student loans and other debts, and that then affects his work, his new relationship, his overall well-being. And so he has to kind of find a way out of the problem, basically. And he kind of goes on this quest to explore different options. Um, and I think for me, it just I started thinking about the character. I started thinking about the story. And I thought about it for several months before I actually started writing. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to this and, and do it. So for me, it was a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that it, readers will enjoy it. I'm hoping that readers who don't necessarily read business books or you know, a lot of prescriptive books 
might stumble upon it and and find some hope or some inspiration for themselves. And you, with your podcast, you tell story after story after story, and you do that in your in your books as well. Did that kind of inspire you to go full into the story mode, into like let's really play out a character in a situation because you saw that maybe that that seemed to penetrate to people or help them mm. imagine themselves making the same kinds of changes? Yeah, I mean, well, definitely. I mean, since I started Side Hustle School, I'm proud inaugural member of the Onward Project, yeah. uh, what, three years ago now, yeah. telling these different stories every day, I can definitely tell that they resonate and people you know, may, maybe listen to the stories and can see themselves or hear themselves in yeah. the story more, more than they could in like, a, here's my seven-step plan, you know, which nothing wrong with a seven-step plan. Like, I've done that a lot of course. But yeah, I think the idea is like, you know, a relatable character, someone that you can identify with and, yeah. and just, you can follow the story, you know, even if you're not, you know, so into the, the practical or the how-to or the steps, but hopefully you'll learn along the way. I mean, I think that's the goal. It's like, let's lead with the story, you know, but hopefully you'll actually learn something along the way that can make your life better, which of course is what it's all about. But you know what? I have to say, <laughs> I <laughs> love the whole book, but my favorite part, it was, there was kind of the satire. It was one of these things where like, it's, mm. it's exactly true, but it's so hilarious and preposterous, mm. which was the startup. Because there's the guy mm-hmm. that's struggling with his side hustle. and But then in the background right. is this person with this like high-level startup making all these mistakes that we've mm-hmm. all seen play out in the business yeah. pages. I thought you handled that in a way that was very, very funny. I mean, you made your point oh, you. very elegantly, uh-huh. but it was also, I got a big kick out of <laughs> out of that guy's rise oh, and thank fall. You. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, I made a fake, I made a fake startup, basically, um, like a satire, as you said, or a parody. And I called it Buzzard. Yeah. It's like Buzzard mm-hmm. is the new, the new social network, you know, that's going to help people mm-hmm. make, make their decisions for them as long as you give them all of their data. And it's funny because <laughs> when I wrote this, I remember my, uh, my literary agent, he read like an early draft and he said, oh, this is, this is kind of funny, but do you think it's a little bit over the top? Like, are you, are you reaching too much or going too far? And I'm like, actually, I don't think so. Like, I think this is actually what, what you know, real startups are doing and social networks these days and such. Uh, but yeah, my goal is to like present it as a counterpoint of like, yes. there's one way of doing things, yeah. which we, are, we, we have all seen and are all too familiar with. And then here's another way, you know, which doesn't rely on debt, doesn't require yeah. people to, you know, go to investors, but actually like look within themselves and say, okay, what is, what is something that I can start you know, where I am now with the resources I already have in a way that's going to help me and hopefully not hurt anybody else. Right. Well, that makes me wonder, Chris, talking about mistakes, like what are the biggest mistakes that you see people make as they're starting businesses? Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I think sometimes people don't have just a a clear way that their idea is going to make money, which sounds kind of basic, but Mm. a lot of times people have these like grandiose ideas that aren't necessarily connected to like, okay, here's the product that I'm going to sell, or here's the service I'm going to provide. And this is what people are actually going to pay for. It's much more like esoteric or, you know, you know, this visionary kind of thing. And if you have like a, you know, a vision to do something and it's, you're, you're really, you know, excited about it, you believe in it, you want to commit to it. That's great. But I think a lot of times people just are thinking kind of pie in the sky as opposed to something that's very practical. And I'm trying to encourage people to think practically, like, what can you do that's in front of you right now? Like, what can you do that's that, you know, within a week or a month, even like it could actually make some money, even if it's a small amount of money, because that can be so empowering and feel so good. So it's, I try to be very practical. Well, I, it, just as a side note, I think that often happens with people with content is that people, mm, people love right, to create right. content and people love to consume mm. content, but it's hard to make money from mm. that. And I think a lot of people right. are sort of hand wave over that part of it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Even major people that you think would know better. 
kind of are like, oh, if we create all this great content, the money will come. And it's like, how is the money going to yep. come? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the money will come if you're doing something that's valuable and helpful to other people. Right. You know, and I think, you know, if I, I can even look at different stuff that I've done in the past 10 years and I can see what's, you know, where I've been the most successful is when I've actually really been focused on what is truly helpful and practical, you know, for the, for the person who's on the other side of the screen or the book or whatever. And was it fun for you just sort of as a as an exercise to imagine one person sort of going through mm-hmm. every person's journey, kind of making mm-hmm. all the classic mistakes and figuring out all the classic yep. solutions? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And I wrote the whole book before I even like shared it with anybody or before ah. I like, took it to my publisher, um, which, you know, for, for those who don't know, with a nonfiction book, you don't usually do that. But with fiction, I was like, I just want to write the whole book. And I really enjoyed it. And I think I did seven or eight drafts on it, which I don't normally do, you know, with my nonfiction books. But it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was really good. Well, what's interesting to me is you talk to people about sort of trying new things and and pushing themselves. Mm. And then here you did that. Yes. You actually (laughs) practice what you preach and successfully. So I think it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hope readers will like it. And I will note for people who are fans of The Four Tendencies that Chris is a rebel. And I think, Chris, that just in the whole way you frame things, which is a side hustle can give you freedom. This can free you from debt. This can give you more options. This can let you don't have to do things other pe- the way other people expect you to do. And you, I interviewed you for the Happiness Project experience, and you are a very an excellent voice of the rebel there. So I will link to that course in the <laughs> show notes. But then um, we also always ask guests for a try this at home tip. Do you have a try this at home mm-hmm. idea to share with everybody? Yes, Gretchen. I've been thinking about this. And um, so in the book, there's this whole story. The, the main character's name is Jake, and he gets this challenge from his mentor to, to go and make $1,000. And he has to make $1,000, you know, before the end of the following week or something. And at first, he's like, well, you know, how do I do that? If I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be in this problem that I'm in, <laughs> and basically, right? <laughs> and so, you know, they, they kind of talk it out a little bit. And, and um, basically, the, the mentor suggests that, that he sell some of his old college textbooks, and at first he thinks, well, this is kind of, this is kind of simple. Like, this is really basic. Like what's the, you know, the big thing here, but you know, basically he realizes, okay, if I start selling my textbooks then I can learn how to buy and resell other items, et cetera. Like there's, there's more in the book. So I was thinking, you know, what could our challenge be for happier listeners? So I, I decided to call this the $100 challenge mm. and on happier, like you're often encouraging listeners to declutter or just to be more intentional about their spaces. Like I think of you every time I open my junk drawer, <laughs> I feel guilty, but I, I think it's good to like, you know, give things away or to recycle or to take them to the gift shop or whatever. But what if uh, listeners could sell some items that they no longer have, whether it's clothing or just household items, electronics or whatever it is sell $100 worth of items because, as I said earlier, like making even a small amount of money is empowering. It just feels mm, really good. Yeah. And so there's so many platforms now from, you know, eBay to Etsy or like local sites like Nextdoor, OfferUp, uh, Craigslist, Gumtree, if you're in a different country. And my, my challenge would be like, find some items that you're no longer using that have some value and go to one of these platforms and list them for sale and see what happens, you know, and may, maybe you'll end up going you know, beyond $100 or maybe you'll just feel better about, you know, getting some stuff out of your house and, and having a small amount of money there. So that's my challenge is, you know, try to find a way to make $100, let's say within the next, you know, two weeks or so. Okay. Oh, I love that. That's great. And I will put a link to all those platforms that Chris mentioned if you want to try one. I mean, it's sort of a win-win. 
Right. Well, Chris, thanks so much. It's so great to talk to you as always. Yes, Thank you so much, thanks, Gretchen. Chris. Thank you, Elizabeth. Coming up, Gretchen's got a gold star for her husband, Jamie. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you're up for a demerit. Yes. Okay, Gretchen, here is my demerit. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have done the same thing. I went out and I bought a bunch of new books, even though I have a bunch of books that I still need to read. So why'd you do that? Okay, well, I was just, I was in the mood, basically. <laughs> all- and I just said, I feel like going to the bookstore and buying books. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, it's kind of that scholastic book fair mode where you're just like, I just see so many books I want. <laughs> yes, and I just, it came over me, like, I need to drive. It was like 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, and I was oh. like, I need to drive to the bookstore. Really? Um, yes, and I did, and I bought a bunch of books, and then I sort of came home, and I realized, <laughs> wait a second. I have books that I actually want to read. It's not even like I don't want to read them. Yeah. I do want to read them. So now I have, like, this towering stack of books. Yeah. And, of course, it's overwhelming. And I just need to get in the habit of reading. I mean, so many people talk about this. Reading the books I have before I get new books. Well, I have to say, as a writer myself, and you're a writer too, I think that we can't give away too many demerits for people for buying books, you know, left <laughs> and hither and thither. It's like, buy the books, true. buy the books. So um, maybe I'll contest this demerit. But I know that feeling, it can almost be oppressive. Like, it, it makes you feel sort of backed up. Like, oh, I just have so much to get through. It, it, it can sort of become almost stressful to see the giant yes. towering stack. Um but I know that mood of just wanting to go into a bookstore and, like, you know, pick some books off the shelves. It's just a delicious feeling. It was enjoyable. I will say that. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> All right, Gretchen, um, what is your gold star this week? So I'm giving a gold star to my husband, Jamie, for learning French or or, mm. or attempting to learn French. So he works um, – his company is based in France, and many of the people who with whom he works speak French. Um, many of them speak many languages. And uh, he, he took French, you know, in high school and college, and he's a super quick study. Like one thing about Jamie is he, learn, he picks up things really fast, and he's got a pretty good French accent. And he just decided, you know, I just, I go to, he goes to France a lot for work and it was just wearing on him that he wasn't good at, you know, he was sort of, could sort of follow very, very simple French. So he just made up his mind that he wanted to learn French. And this is a major thing for a real grown up. Yeah. So he takes, you know, he takes instruction 
He watches a French television show. Um, he's reading a book in French. I just, I feel like that's a major kind of cognitive task. And yes. he's really stuck with wow. it. I know. So I just want to give him a gold star for that. And I mean, all the brain science would suggest that this is like an incredibly helpful thing. And he's wiring all these neurons together. And then a friend of mine who learned French late was saying that one of the great things about learning a new language is that you, then you have all these books and all these movies that somehow don't cross but that once you can speak the language, you have all this access to all this amazing material. And so all that's waiting for him. So anyway, it, but wow, it's, it's, a of, it's a lot yes, of It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So yeah, gold started Jamie. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Limit yourself to one option. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our guest, Chris Gillibo. Check out his terrific new novel, The Money Tree, and his podcast, Side Hustle School. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast and rate and review us. We so appreciate it. The resources for this week. If you are doing spring cleaning or you want to create some more outer order to give yourself some inner calm, you can download my free outer order inner calm manifesto at GretchenRubin.com resources. You can print this PDF and um, maybe you want to like decorate it and help like, keep it, keep you focused on clearing clutter in your home or your office. And do you want to wear a t-shirt with your tendency on it? Visit GretchenRubin.com slash merch to order a t-shirt or sweatshirt that says upholder, obliger, questioner, or rebel on it. You can buy one for yourself or for someone else you love. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Elizabeth, Bob and I always laugh when you take a break and we hear your door squeak, like something from a horror movie. And so Bob recorded it so you can hear the kind of Halloween haunted house effect that we get. So here, here's what we hear. Oh, my God. All right. I think I need um, to have Adam uh, take care of that. Oh, we get a kick out of it. From the Onward Project.